But today what I want to do is I want to look at the final words of Jesus right before he died on the cross. If you missed one of the messages in this series called Bounce Back, be sure to get on YouTube and watch the messages. It'll help you bounce back in life. Let's look at the final words of Jesus on the cross. John chapter 19 and verse number 30 says, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And a lot of people think those are Jesus' last words on the cross, but, but that's not accurate. Actually, his very last words are found in Luke 23 and verse number 46. In Luke's account, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Jesus committed his spirit to his heavenly father, and then he died on the cross. But before he died, he said, it is finished. Have any of you ever had one of those it is finished type of moments in life? I know I have. It was several years Ago, I was very nauseous, very dizzy. I was having shooting pains down my arm. I was just, my chest was just hurting. I, I just knew I was having a heart attack. And I drove myself to the heart hospital. And as I got there, they put on one of those, those gowns on me. I put a gown on, anybody know what I'm talking about? One of those gowns. You know what I'm talking about. The, the gowns, right? The gowns. I got got in one of those gowns and got in the bed and they're, they're checking me for a heart attack. They're running all my vital signs and pulse and an EKG machine hooked up to me. And they, after all of the testing, they said, Mr. Cooper, you're not having a heart attack. You're having a panic attack, a stress attack, anxiety attack. And, and we're going to give you some medicine just to calm down your, your nerves, the, the anxiety that you're, you're facing. And, and so they gave me some, some medicine. And the next thing you know, I, I woke up. And when I woke up, there were nurses around me, doctors around me, and they were letting me know. They said, Mr. Cooper, we, we almost lost you. You were allergic to the medicine that we gave you. And how many know at that very moment, I thought, listen, I will keep my stress. I'll keep my anxiety. Just let a brother get up out of here. Who knows what I'm talking about? Y'all about to kill me up in here? And, and so they gave me some different medicine to counteract the allergic reaction that I was having. And that, 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 that medicine that they gave me just get, gave me life. It, it, it helped me to, to live. There's actually medicine that can bring you back to life. There are machines that they have in hospitals that can bring you back to life. And the Easter story is all about Jesus came back to life. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it did not happen because of medicine. Jesus did not come back to life because of a, of a, of a machine. Because literally when a machine or medicine bring us back to life, we're still one day going to die. But Jesus came back to life by the power of God, and Jesus is alive and well today for good. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And come on, church, can we thank God we serve a risen Savior? He's alive and well today. The power of God brought Jesus back to life. 
so that you and I could have life. God raised Jesus back to life so you could have life. And the Bible has a lot to say about life. I want us just to, to look at what I'm talking about and see how it's described in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4 and 5. It says, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead, it's talking about being spiritually dead. And I want you to notice what happens when we're spiritually dead and why you and I are spiritually dead. It says because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Jesus was raised back to life so that you could have life. Come on, everybody shout life. Come on, Midwest City, Northwest Online, in Mabel Bassett, Indianapolis. Come on, come on, everybody shout life. Yeah, God wants you to have life. Jesus died and rose again that you can have life. For all of my note takers, jot this down, jot this down, jot this down. The first thought I want to sink into your hearts today is Jesus bounced back to life so you can have life. Not, not just breathing, not, not just existing, but God wants to give you real life. And real life comes only through Christ. John chapter 14, verse 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Real life is only experienced through Christ. You can't experience real life through Buddha or through Allah or through Muhammad or through New Age or through astrology. You can't experience new life through Ouija boards, not, not even by attending church. You can't experience new life in real life by talking to a preacher or a priest or being a good person or doing good deeds. It's only found in Christ. By surrendering your life to Christ, you find real life. John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, that they'll have real life, even though they die. In Jesus is real life. I'm not just talking about breathing. I'm not just talking about existence, but real life. 1 John chapter 5, verse 12, whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life, real life. Without Jesus, we do not have real life. Life outside of Christ. We experience the exact opposite of life, and that's death. Life without Christ brings death. Life our own way brings death. Trusting in our good deeds, our own works, trusting in a person brings death. Trusting in religion brings death. Living a life of sin brings death. Romans says it like this in chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages or the price of sin is death. But the free gift, I want you to notice that life, real life, is a free gift. It's a free gift. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is always, always, always death. It always brings 
death. Life apart from Jesus brings death to our life. And the Bible says it like this. I read it to you earlier that, that apart from Christ, we're dead. We're spiritually dead. Or another way to say it is we're spiritually blind. And people who are spiritually blind, they can't see spiritually. They can't see the real life they're missing out on. They can't see the hope they're missing out on. They can't see the joy they're missing out on. They can't see the forgiveness they're missing out on. They can't see the grace they're missing out on. They can't see all the peace they're missing out on. And I just want you to know today, Jesus wants to give you real life. And not only does real life come through Christ, but a second thought, new life comes only through Christ. Acts chapter 5 and verse 20 is says this, go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. And on this Easter weekend, that's what I want to do today. I want to tell you about this new life because Jesus bounced back to life. You can live a new life no matter what you're facing, no matter how you're living, no matter what you're doing. I want you to know a new life is available to you today. You have access to this new life by giving your life to Christ. And then after you give your life to Christ, you surrender your life to Christ, and then you begin to follow Christ. So you give your life to Christ, then you follow Christ. You give your life to Christ, then you follow Christ. You can't live this new life God has for you but, but if you just keep living your old life. So following Jesus means you stop following your old ways or the world's ways. You stop following your friends and family's ways. You give your life to Christ, and then you follow Jesus. You follow God's word. And the first thing that God's word tells you and I, when we give our life to Jesus Christ, the first thing that we do is we get water baptized. People who follow Jesus and live a new life in Christ, they get water baptized. Let me show this to you in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12. It says, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. So, so water baptism is a picture of being buried with Christ. We put you underneath the water and it shows that your old life has been washed away. And according to scripture, we keep you underneath the water for three minutes and 30 seconds according to First Herbert chapter 3 verse 3. Some of you don't, you got to read your Bible because that's not in there. <laughs> I just made that up. Now, now, we put you underneath the water. It shows your old life has, has been washed away. Then we bring you right out of the water, and it shows that you're living a new life in Jesus Christ. And this is such a powerful moment for every follower of Christ. Why, why, why? I want you to see this. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. It says this in verse number 12. And with him... You were right. When you come out that water, you're raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So water baptism doesn't save you, but there's something very powerful that takes place when you are water baptized. People who experience new life and want to follow Christ, they get water baptized. 
And I know many of you want to follow Christ. You want this new life that I'm talking about. You want to get water baptized. And next Sunday at all of our locations, we're going to be baptizing people in water. We're going to celebrate new life next week. We're going to celebrate the old life has been washed away and we're living this new life in Jesus Christ. That's happening next week. And at the end of this service, you're going to have an opportunity to sign up to get water baptized next week. Get your friends, get your family and everybody to come and celebrate the new life you have in Jesus Christ. Listen, church, it's a huge moment because baptism is connected to your new life in Christ. The Bible says, I just read it to you, that in Christ we were raised to new life. Come on, everybody shout, raised. Yeah, see, Jesus raises us up. Jesus lifts us up. Up. Your life is raised with Jesus. You're raised to new life. With Christ, you're raised to higher heights. You see, on your own, the best way I can illustrate this is you try to raise up your own life, and you can only go so far. And, hey, I'm an athlete, church. I'm an athlete. You can only go so high. But when you get Christ, he raises you higher, and you can go higher with Christ than you can on your own. And what Christ wants to do is he wants to raise your life. He wants to give you this new life and raise your life. And Christ has the power to raise your marriage. He can help you raise your parenting. He can help you raise in your career. He can help you raise in your dating. He wants to give you new life, new life. I'm telling you today, with Christ, you can live this new life. You can be a new spouse. You can be a new boyfriend or girlfriend. You can be a new employee. You can be a new boss. You can be a new leader. You can be a new student. You can be new with Christ because Christ raises your life. There is real life and new life in Christ. There's a second point I want you to see. Jesus bounced back to life so you can have life in the spirit. You see, we have new life the very moment we surrender our life to Jesus. Because at the very moment a person gives their life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God comes to live inside of the person. And the Holy Spirit gives us a life. Notice in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, it says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, lives in every person who gives their life to Jesus. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will, give, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. The Holy Spirit gives us life. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, he has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This, uh, this is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old covenant ends in death. We've been talking about that. But under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit gives life. You cannot experience new life apart from the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2 says, so, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. We've been talking about that. Leads to death. The Holy Spirit gives you new life 
because you're no longer living with the condemnation that you have with sin. There, there's condemnation over sin in Christ with the power of the Holy Spirit. You say, why, Pastor? Because in Christ, your sins have been forgiven. This is so important. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. We have life because in Christ, we get pardoned from sin and power over sin. The only sin you can truly defeat is a forgiven sin. I'm not talking about sheer willpower. I know there are natural ways to overcome bad habits that aren't based on Christ. But when changes occur apart from Christ, the result is our own willpower. The result is what the Bible calls self-righteousness. And Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 6 says, our own self-righteousness is like filthy rags. Our, our own good works, our, our own willpower is like filthy rags. We can never depend on the flesh to live a new life or a real life in Christ. John says in chapter 6 and, and verse number 63, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. Our flesh, no matter how beautiful, no matter how handsome, no matter how much you work out, your flesh counts for nothing. Living a life led by your flesh will never produce real life and new life. In Christ alone, we get pardoned from sin and power over sin. You can overcome sin with the power of the Holy Spirit. Every Christ follower can, but, but without the power of the Holy Spirit, you don't have a whole lot of bounce. And, and you're human. You live in life, but but it's you on the struggle bus when it comes to having that spiritual bounce that Christ wants you to have. You just you just can't. But but what I want you to understand is when you give your life to Jesus Christ, somebody say preach, Pastor. Yeah, I want I want to help you today. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, what happens is immediately you get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now, the Holy Spirit is filling up my ball. Give me a second, but I came ready with another one anyways, you know. And, and, and now you can have the Holy Spirit and still live a nasty life because you're not bouncing. You just decide, I'm going to just roll all up in sin. I'm just going to have a good time in it, just roll around in it. Play. I, I, I love Jesus, but I'm going to stay in me some sin, just rolling in the Holy Ghost, just rolling around in it. Just, but, but you actually... When you give your life to Christ, you actually have power to bounce over sin, to, to overcome sin. You can overcome the sin. It doesn't matter how big the sin is. You can get over it with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you to bounce over the sin. You can, oh, that's the power of the Holy Spirit, that addiction, that bondage, that generational family junk that you've been dealing with for years and you're trying to defeat it on your own. But what you need is the power of the Holy Spirit. There's no condemnation in Christ and then there's power to overcome sin in Christ. Understand this. The ball's got the Holy Ghost now, church. Look at this. Look at, I'm telling you, you can bounce now because you, 
Hey, Jesus, glory to God. Hey, Jesus, you can bounce now. When you're spiritually blind, you don't know the bounce you're missing out on that you can only get from the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of every Christian. There's a third thought I want you to see, and that is this. Jesus bounced back to life so you can have eternal life. Notice in 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 11, it says, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. How? And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. And through Jesus Christ, we have new life. We have life in the spirit and we have eternal life. Every single human being will live forever. We'll live for all of eternity. We're going to die, but the Bible says that Jesus will come back and that, and that all of us are going to rise out of the graves. And we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of God. And those who have given their life to Christ will experience eternal life forever in God's presence. But those who refuse the love of God will experience eternal death, separation from God and his love for all of eternity. And Jesus is doing everything that he can. He already died on the cross and he rose again and he's doing everything he can to get every single person to trust what he did for them on the cross. God loves you. And the Holy Spirit right now is chasing you down. He's been chasing you down for months. He's been chasing you down for years. And you felt the tug. You felt the wooing. You felt the conviction. And the Holy Spirit is doing everything. God wants every person to go to heaven. So he draws. He sends people your way. He, he, he'll show you something. It'll be something in the scripture. It'll be something you saw on the radio. He'll, he'll, he'll use things. Right now, the Holy Spirit's even drawing some of you today. And what I want just to encourage you is this in John chapter 5 and verse 40. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Today, don't refuse to come to Jesus to have life. Jesus bounced back so that you can have life, eternal life, life in the spirit, and brand new life. Jesus makes our life brand new. I want you to know you can have a brand new life today in Jesus. The Bible calls it being born again. Literally, you can be alive again. Church, you can be alive again. Hear me today. You can be alive again. Growing up, I always felt the need to hide whatever I was struggling with, trauma, from past abuse left me searching for something to numb the pain. In 2015, I was introduced to drugs. I quickly spiraled into addiction. Every night I would smoke and drink until I blacked out. I got to the point where just living was exhausting. On the day before my 26th birthday, I decided I didn't want to live another year. I gathered narcotics and an entire bottle of vodka, hoping to never wake up again. Instead, I woke up to find the bottle unopened on my nightstand. I could feel the Holy Spirit telling me, your life is valuable to me. I decided to come back to People's Church. I expected shame 
but instead I was welcomed with open arms. I began to see myself as God sees me. He changed my life completely, and now I lead people in worshiping Him every week. I was hopeless, now I'm alive again. to leave the church and everything kind of started to go downhill from there. Though I was sober for some time before the pandemic, I did relapse from the medication I was taking. The substances and the lying and the deceit, um, I just turned my back on God. And I was already depressed and then after our second born child, things only got progressively worse. And I remember like, it was New Year's Eve and I cried out to God and I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. Once we started the church, my healing was shortly thereafter. First, we got connected in Growth Track, and I joined the First Impressions team. And then I started serving on the worship team, and now we're living in more freedom than we ever thought was possible. We were depressed and addicted. Now we're alive again. Going through a divorce made those voices louder than ever. Thoughts like, you're not a good father. You were never a good spouse. You're a failure constantly ran through my head. On January 13th, 2021, I got in my car with my handgun and tried to take my own life. But God had other plans and my son found me unconscious next to the shattered window. I put what I'd been going through on the People's Church prayer app and I was blown away by the hundreds of people praying for me. I got connected to the Brotherhood Men's Group and sharing my story with other men made me realize I wasn't alone. I'm now in school for ministry and pursuing the calling he placed on my life. God took my shattered pieces and made something beautiful. I was broken, but now I'm alive again. I love the way
Jesus, that washes away our sin. Some of you are familiar with my story and others of you are not familiar. At the age of 13, I was sexually abused by a lady for months. Kept it to myself. And after the abuse ended, I spiraled into sexual promiscuity and addiction and pornography addiction bitter and angry mad and struggling in life I was one of those broken people and it was a Thursday night I'll never forget after football practice I was invited to a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting at the football locker room. And that night they were serving pizza at the locker room and I didn't care anything about fellowship, didn't care anything about Christians, but I did like free pizza. And so that night I went to that locker room. I ate free pizza, the locker room was packed full of football players. And after the pizza we sat on our football lockers and. Todd Thompson, the former kicker for the Oklahoma Sooners, sat in a chair that night, and he shared the gospel. He shared about Jesus, that he died, he rose again, that he could give us new life, that he would forgive us of all of our sins, that we could have eternal life. And that night, I didn't care what anybody else thought. Senior in high school, captain on the football team, being recruited to play college football, I didn't care. 
I wanted this new life he was talking about. And that night, on that locker, with tears streaming down my face, I gave my heart and my life to Jesus Christ. And the best way I can describe it is I was alive again. I was alive again. I was alive again. It's the best decision that I've ever made. And I'm talking to some people today that you're broken, you're hurting, you're addicted, you're in sin, you're living a double life. And today I want you to know no matter what you've done, you're not too far away from the love of God. He wants to forgive you of all of your sins and he wants to give you real life. He wants to give you new life. He wants to give you eternal life. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these next few moments across all of our locations as people say yes to Jesus Christ, as people surrender their life to the Lord. Have your way, I pray in Jesus' name. With eyes closed and heads bowed and just no moving around in these moments. You're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're living your way and find yourself trapped and addicted. And you might have, you know, believed in religion, believe in God, but you've never given your life in, to Jesus Christ. And I, I don't want you to experience eternal death. I want you to experience eternal life. And God's drawing you right now. He's wooing you. He's convicting you because he loves you today. Don't refuse the love of God. Give your heart to him today. Today, today, not tomorrow, next week, next year. Today is the day of salvation. And then there are others of you that there was a time in your life that you gave your heart to Christ. But you drifted away. You've been living your own way, doing your own thing. And today is your day to rededicate your life to the Lord. Would you come home today? Experience his grace, his mercy, and his love for you today. As I count to three, across all of our locations, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in the air. Just shoot it in the air today because you want real life. You want new life. You want eternal life today. You want to come alive again. If that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer as you raise your hand. One, two, three. Just slip it up high right now. Thank you. See your hands. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hands are going up all over. Thank you. Thank you so much. See your hands. See your hands. So awesome. See your hands. See your hands. See your hands in the back there. Just come on online. Just click the raise your hand button. All right. That's me. Come on. Just right. That's me. That's me. Fill up the chat line if you're giving your life to Jesus. Come on, Midwest City, Northwest Oklahoma City. Just lift those hands high. Come on, Mabel Bassett. Come on, Indianapolis. Just lift those hands high. You're giving your life to Jesus. What a great decision today. I want to ask you to pray this prayer with me right now. Every hand that's raised, pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, today I turn my life away from my own sin and my ways. And today I turn my life over to Jesus. Today, today I confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross and he rose again for the forgiveness of my sins. I receive your forgiveness and your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, I pray.